This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. As we grapple with this huge spike of infections across most of the country, really, a group of health experts and epidemiologists is pushing for Canada to implement a strategy they are calling COVID-0. Now, while the rest of us are still just considering this idea of a circuit breaker, which is essentially a short, maybe a two-week lockdown, these docs say that won't be enough, and it will just prolong the agony and the economic devastation. So I also do want to hear from you. What do you think? Should we just lock it all down and get on top of this thing? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now joining me, Dr. Andrew Morris, an infectious diseases specialist at Sinai Health System and the University Health Network, and one of the drivers forces behind this idea of COVID-0. Dr. Morris, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. So uh, how did you get organized for this, and what's the thought behind this? (laughs) Well, I didn't really get too organized behind this, to be honest with you. This is, uh, you know, a collection of colleagues like-minded who um, have, I think, really been uh, disappointed with um, our provincial and national responses across the country, especially in Ontario, but elsewhere, and recognize that it's not only doomed for failure, and we're seeing that right now here, but it will fail for the next wave as well, unless we do something differently. And really now is the time to to do something differently, and we have examples from around the world on how to do it. What's your favorite example? I think my favorite example is Australia. Um, but it's uh, very close with Atlantic Canada. Um, I, I don't think Atlantic Canada had to deal with the large numbers and other challenges that Australia had to do with. That's why Australia is my favorite. But, you know, Australia had hundreds and hundreds of cases uh, in their fall and moving into their winter. And they imposed a, a, pre- a harsher lockdown than I think I would want to see. Um, they, they went, uh, I'd say, whole hog to drive their cases down. But the key is they drive their cases really low. And now they're enjoying the fruits of their labor and are enjoying, you know, a pretty free life. It's not totally free, but, um, you know, they are back to pretty close to normal. So we had a pretty harsh lockdown in the spring, and then we had uh, almost normal summer. Would you agree with that assessment? Um, I would say that we lived a pretty normal summer, but there were a lot of cases going on, largely undetected. But we know that there were circulating cases, and despite that, we didn't react to it. So I I would say that's the difference, right? I would love to have another summer like we have, but I'd really like to have uh, a large part of our winter and especially our spring like that as well. And I fear we're not going to be able to do that because of the number of cases. 
So what are you essentially saying? A full lockdown, which means essential workers, however that's defined and nothing else? I don't really know what um, each jurisdiction would need to, to do. And I think it really would vary according to their epidemiology. So it's going to vary from uh, location to location. In, in some jurisdictions, they won't have that many cases and they don't need to be nearly as aggressive for nearly as long a time. Toronto, on the other hand, you know, we've, we've got a lot of cases and we are going to have to figure out a way to drive these numbers down. And the the more aggressive you uh, go after the cases, like putting in strict public health measures, the faster the cases drop. If you want them to drop slowly, you, you're a little bit more lax. And those are, you know, public and governmental decisions, really. Yeah, but the, to a certain extent, that's, that's what we have now. Uh, we have uh, Toronto Public Health stepped in and put in some measures that were stronger than what the province mandated. Uh, how is what you're suggesting different than what we have now? So I, I think one of the things is, I think there's a fair amount of confusion yeah. um, at, at present in terms of what is expected. I know you're, you are correct in some ways that some of the messaging from Toronto Public Health and even from the Premier has been to really not do anything other than your essential activities. But on the other hand, we do have uh, throughout the GTA uh, places where there's even indoor dining. Um, there are, you know, many discretionary services. Uh, we have a, a lot of places where people may congregate that aren't part of uh, school, grocery shopping, or, you know, essential workplaces. And, you know, we are telling people not to do that, but on the other hand, they're open. It really makes it difficult for people to understand. Well, exactly, though I have to uh, call you out. You just said every jurisdiction should do its own thing. I mean, that's part of the confusion, isn't it? Uh, yes and no. I, I think that what's important is that you set targets. We don't have a target. In fact, I know these uh, colored system is meant to set a target. But what we really need is, you know, aggressive measures early and those can be quite uniform but they, but different jurisdictions when they get close to zero that's when they can let up and i think that's what you need to really be able to um to communicate uh, for all the public is that y- y- we don't tolerate you know low levels of transmission we've tolerated in ontario fairly moderate, in fact, somewhat high levels of transmission for a long period of time. We've had an R, you know, a replication factor coefficient above one, which means that there's been exponential growth since August. And yet we've seen a stepwise changing of measures, moving of the goalposts. And, you know, none of this has suggested the urgency, which it really, which it had back in August. But it didn't feel urgent for almost anyone. Okay, hang so, on. A, you, sorry, yep. hang on a sec. I just we're starting to run out of time. I just want to take a call here, Jay in Etobicoke. Yep. Hi, Jay. Hi. Yes. How are you? Fine. Go ahead. You're on the air. Quickly, well, please. Actually, I have uh, just two things. Uh, basically, one is uh, poor planning, and the other one is cavalier attitude of the people. And it's very difficult to police. Uh, you know, uh, so many people. You can't actually pick at every single one. Not wearing masks. And uh, I still see uh, restaurants, there are takeout foodies, I mean, people are lining up there. And uh, the restaurant workers, some of them, they are wearing uh, 
just the sheath and not the mask. And uh, shouldn't have been allowed in the first place. But uh, you, you can't uh, blame them either because they are under the impression that shield can uh, can also act as prevention, preventive measure. But uh, they are not wearing the mask at all. And, uh, there's nobody to uh, legislate that. And, uh, there's no fines, I believe, uh, given to those restaurants either. Okay, thanks, Jay, for that. I've got to let you go because uh, we've got to wrap things up here. Um, we have a couple of minutes left. So he's saying part of the problem, people aren't masking up properly. They're using shields only. Um, is is that? Do you see that as part of the problem? It's, it's a, a part of the problem. You know, I, I think that this is complicated. To control COVID-19 is complicated, and it requires... A whole suite of solutions. Um, I think what we lack, though, is clarity on what we're aiming for, which is what COVID zero is really about. Is it's setting a target so that everyone has an understanding of what our target is, and we are all gunning for the same freedom, and that freedom will come by following guidance. Is right? isn't the target too high? Zero. Too high. Uh, I mean, too low. <laughs> Isn't it too, yes. too difficult um, to target? Sorry. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. You know, is it is it realistic? Uncertain. But it doesn't mean that we should name for it. As I was saying to, uh, to a friend earlier today, I'm not a very good dart player, but I know what I'm meant to be aiming for. I'm not going to hit the bullseye all the time, but at least I know what I'm aiming for. And as I continue aiming for it, I get closer and closer. If I just go and I'm throwing darts at a wall, I'm really not going to get more accurate over time. And so what we're trying to do is constantly refine our accuracy and our bullseye in this situation is getting it down to zero, even if we don't hit the bullseye all the time. Okay, final question. You've you've said that a, a circuit breaker, a two-week circuit breaker, wouldn't be enough. So uh, timeline, how long do you think we would need? I know it's to reach the benchmarks, but how long would this have to last to be effective in your view? Yeah, I think it varies, right? And if you break it down by regions, you can get those numbers down, but you want to get in every jurisdiction where you're uh, getting control, you want to get your numbers under 10. Um, and for, for some of those uh, For places, Toronto, for instance? Yeah, you'd want it down to 10. So if you've got, what, six or 700 cases a day, you have it, you're going to, we're talking, you know, 12, 16 weeks, probably around 12 weeks, but it's really going to vary, and it really depends on what measures you put in place. Okay, uh, we're going to have to talk about this some more, but we are out of time for today. Dr. Andrew Morris, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay, that's all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.